Do I want to put on anything with a metal button or zipper? Super don't. But do I want growth in my career? I super fucking do. Consider this your fair warning. We talk fast, we move fast, we swear fast. So if you're listening at 2 speed, you may miss some content, but you also miss the F-bombs. You're welcome. Hi, I'm Vanessa. And I'm Holland. You're listening to Ask Your Workwife, where every week we answer your questions about how to get more out of corporate America. Hi, Workwives. This is Rebecca from Tacoma, Washington, right outside Seattle. I've heard you mention a few times that remote work isn't great for career growth, but it's all anyone is talking about. It seems like the real deal to have the corporate job I love, but also the flexibility to work from home or from Costa Rica to pick up my kids in the afternoon. What's not to love? I'm shaking my head Uh because I see Vanessa getting all riled up. Guilty. You're spot on, Rebecca. Like there is a conversation happening right now about remote remote work. work. It's been happening for two years, to be honest with you. There's been a lot of back and forth, but the conversation now is kind of, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of a make or break moment for remote work, remote work. Mm -hmm. And obviously I know better than to say anything is for certain in corporate America. Don't worry. But work has been done in offices for decades for a reason. This is unfortunately going to be an episode where we both hedge our bets and have some tough love because I think I personally, Vanessa... Vanessa, just Vanessa, not ask your wife. Think that remote work is a fad and it's going to be very quickly over. It's going to be done. But to hedge my bets, <laughs> there are plenty of like really name brand companies that are going a remote first approach. And I like, I don't think you're going to change the landscape of work overnight, but there are certain, there are certainly industries and whole corporations that probably work better dispersed or, or work the same. I don't know if anybody's ever going to work better, but like work the same. dispersed that's great these are companies that typically hold no assets you're talking your airbnbs and your like staffing agencies or whatever Mm. like they're really just i mean they're they're self-aggrandized schedulers right like that's the entire business model airbnb is a calendar congratulations i love airbnb so it can do whatever it wants uber (laughs) like these are companies that are going like you know remote first almost like we have some digital first agencies or digital first companies but i think and then this is trending into like maybe ask your workwife's opinion now is like if you're going to affect real change and real growth in your career, at least for the current situation, you need to be in office. I had to deal with this myself. Yeah. This year. We had to have this conversation. We had to have a hard talk. I was looking for new jobs. You know, I was getting my hero resume together, kind of putting some feelers out there, starting the interview process. And what I was seeing in the markets that I was interested in working in that there were no remote options. And even for jobs that said they were remote, when I told the recruiter that I would work anywhere, anytime, any place, they loved it. Huge sigh they of relief. They loved it. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. And I knew that like I had just gotten 10 steps further in the interview process than, you know. And everyone else in the stack. Uh, you probably exactly. got brought to the top of the pile. Yeah. But for me personally, I... <laughs> Rebecca, I'm with you. Like Costa Rica, pick a town, mm-hmm. pick a country, right? Yeah, like the flexibility you have around your kid, the flexibility, like just running laundry at yes. 11 a.m. when you feel like it. You it know what amazing. I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The logistics alone, like the, I, I started exercising again once we all went remote. It was, it was incredible in, in that way. What's more important to me though, and what I had to come to terms with and really define for myself 
is that I'd rather grow in my career than have a little bit more convenience in my life. That's the tough love. (laughs) The words are, you need a job and you're going to do whatever it takes to get that job. I had a post-it note (laughs) (laughs) on my wall that says, you need a job. Mm -hmm. I need a job. And you know what I want? I want a job that's going to give me money now and set me up for growth later, whether in that company or without. And that was your line in the sand. I need a job that gives me money now and sets me up for growth later. And to be honest, companies are starting to draw lines in the sand. I mean, the most famous one just happened is Elon Musk. He's probably drawn the hardest line in the sand for the company. He says, our value proposition is that we ship the best product. We're making the most interesting and most innovative products in the world. We don't do that by phoning it in. That's what he said. So he's expecting you to be in the office at least 40 hours a week and like make it happen. If you don't, what do you say? If you don't show up, we'll assume you've resigned. Shit. You, you better figure out how to get from Costa Rica back to California or Austin now. Like, God damn it. Right, like, right, right, right. Maybe that's a step up. Rude. <laughs> Rude. Um, the, the other thing he said that I thought was super interesting to me, and I like, it's, it's a really tough spot to be in, so I say this very tenderly, but he pointed out that these 40 hours in office is less than we expect from factory workers. And I can't help but think like, Man, in the last two years, there are whole swaths of people in this country who didn't get any time off, who were not allowed to work from home. They're the unfortunately largely invisible workforce that is moving this country forward. Everybody from frontline workers in healthcare to Uber drivers to ghost kitchen operators, literally invisible ghost kitchen operators, right? Like feeding you and moving the economy forward. And and I think Elon's point here is, listen... I'm requiring something of you as a leader, as a manager of all these people, at least the amount of hours, ass and seats that I do the people at the factories. You're getting paid a fuck ton more than they are, so you better get your ass in here. Or we're very close to creating, I don't know, a caste system in America, which I don't support. It's it's an ugly truth that I think all of us who have nice corporate cushy jobs have to face. There's this thing that humans do or that humans experience is called habituation. You get used to what you have. For better or for worse. And Rebecca, you and me both. I'm not wearing pants with the rest of you. <laughs> I'm wearing pants or leggings. It's fine. <laughs> well, kind of sometimes. <laughs> when I feel like it. Do you know what I'm saying? But, but I, yeah. I fucking get it. Do I want to put on anything with a metal button or zipper? No. Super don't. Do you want to put on mascara? Do I want to like do uh, a full face foundation? Do I want to even do my hair? No. Of course you don't. But do I want growth in my career? I super fucking do. Yeah. And that's what it's coming to at this point, Rebecca. Like, fucking sucks. Yeah. I mean, for me, like, do I want to prove to leaders like Elon Musk that, like, I am worth entrusting his company to? I am worth leading other people. That's the kind of growth that I want. And it requires that you show up. There's a great opportunity at this time, Rebecca, for people like you and me who are willing to step up and show up. Because, again, just like in the screening interviews, just like in the interview process, You're going to be 10 steps ahead. 99% of the job is showing up on time, dressed appropriately. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Turns out. You're so right. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about what's actually happening with these remote roles. If you want bite-sized information on how to get more out of your daily corporate grind, follow us on Instagram at AskYourWorkWhy. So what we're seeing right now, like 
almost in response to the great resignation, there's also been a massive layoff thing happening. Like, I don't understand who's actually doing work anymore, to be honest with you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. Um, but like, so people are quitting their jobs, moving seats, getting offers. But like, at the same time, the economy is kind of taking a dip. And again, humans are just a resource, just a line item for a company. So the company's having to reallocate resources. So there's a whole bunch of like, what's what's most scary is like VC backed firms that are now having to like pull offers or lay off tens of thousands of people because they were the ones that aren't critical to business goals. So right now everybody's just trying to like keep from like hemorrhaging money essentially. But at the end of the day, I think there will be like a leveling off and corporations will realize, Oh shit, some of the people we let go, we actually do need people to do that job, but they're the kind of jobs that are maybe not worth paying American wages for. Like I think they're going to end up going overseas. One of the ways that we know laid off roles are going overseas is because you get tens of thousands of people getting laid off and your unemployment rate stays low. That means those job recs are not getting reported back to the government as seats to be filled. If they were, then your unemployment rate would remain high. Companies aren't hiring. That's right. So the unemployment rate stays the same, yeah. even though the number of laid off people increases dramatically. Overnight, every week. Yeah, by tens of thousands. We had this like massive push in the 80s and 90s to like ship jobs overseas like you were making money this is the dot-com boom you're making money you're looking for programmers you're looking for English speakers you're looking for people that were available around the clock post 9-11 the United States had a reason to retract into itself because we'd, we'd been attacked for the first time since Pearl Harbor there was this massive movement to repatriate some of those jobs mm -hmm. lots of those jobs like just brought everything home bringing all the jobs they shipped overseas home that that was the national sentiment and that's kind of the, the tail end of the way we we're riding into the pandemic where all these jobs are at home. All these things like these things that used to be fairly common to be overseas were not. But here we are again at this moment where like, oh, we have an opportunity to send it back overseas because there's no longer this outcry for like American labor doing this job. More importantly, they can't afford it. Yeah. That means finding the cheapest, fastest labor, which means usually not in this country. We say this all the time. Businesses will make business decisions. Your salary is a line item on the cost side of the column. And if they can get the same work done overseas for less than your salary, even by a dollar, they will get it done. So if they're replacing these laid off jobs, these lost jobs overseas, there's no reason to bring them back. Right. And, and so you're, you're stuck. They're not opening up that wreck again. No, which, which means you're going to have to prioritize getting a job, any job. It's going to be in the office. And it's going to be in the office. I say this jokingly, but I'm serious. I don't care if they call me chief gum scraper off the floor. I have a job. It pays for my bills. It pays for my medical expenses. I think that's going to be the situation we're in. So now is not, not the time to make demands. Like, I want remote work. You need a job. And then if you want growth in that job. You leverage the actual job that you have. Exactly. We've never said the word now in this podcast. Uh-huh. Yeah, this is the first like this is the first like timely episode we've ever had because we, so many of the things that we want to teach you are foundational. Except this, we felt like it was worth having a timely conversation about what's happening in the news right now. The landscape is shifting, and if you don't know this, I don't want ambitious women like you, Rebecca, to not have this information because it it will it will stiff you for the next five to ten years. If if you get into a company and you've required remote work. You may be there for two to three years before they find a way to outsource you, replace you. Uh -huh. Yeah. And then and then you don't have any of the skills, any of the on the ground skills to have a job in the next workforce. You're missing out on opportunities now and in the future. And that could be worth hundreds of thousands of dollars.
All that being said, there are some roles that actually do work really well remotely. So if, if remote is something that you really, truly, absolutely fucking need, one, I don't recommend prioritizing it, but two, this is what you're looking for. Just know you're not going to grow. That's the that's part of the point. Right. You can get this type of job fairly safely, but you're not going to grow in it. That's yep. kind of the mm-hmm. one-two punch there, right? Mm-hmm. So, so if remote work is something you absolutely, absolutely, absolutely have to have, then you should be looking for these kind of roles and really nothing else. In general, roles that work well remotely are executional roles. And so you're looking at, you're looking at engineering. Well, it's like very specifically, it's not the whole category of engineering, but it's the people are just executing on code or putting pieces together or, you know what I mean? Like it ends up being the most junior people on the team. Mm -hmm. You're not making decisions. You're not collaborating. You're not doing strategic like stuff. Mm -hmm. So we're looking at Low-level engineering roles. Mm-hmm. We're looking at programmers, roles. phone bank people, even a lot of sales. And and that might include some senior level things, but like you're just managing teams that execute. Low-level finance stuff, low-level yes. legal stuff. Data analysts. Analyst stuff. Mm-hmm. We're like, hey, I need a report. Go make me this report and bring it back to me. That yep. kind of thing. A lot of creative roles. You're operating on briefs. If someone else can write a brief, like come up with a brief, write a brief, give you some instructions and hand it to you with no further oversight and you execute it and deliver it back to them. That's a job that like works remotely, but you're never going to end up with any, in any strategy conversations. You're going to never going to give feedback. You're never going to kind of know the whole picture. You're only going to know exactly what you need to execute on. Some people are satisfied with that. I, I certainly am not, (laughs) um, not at all. And I think most ambitious women are not satisfied with that, but I want to be in the room. Yeah. I want to be in a room where where it's happening. I want to be fucking Alexander Hamilton. And like a big part of that big picture is the PL, the profit and loss statement. If you don't know how your job impacts that, you can absolutely work remotely. But just know you're not getting a promotion. Promotions happen in the soft skills. Hard skills are getting you hired and soft skills are getting you promoted. Soft skills happen in the office. Rebecca, I like, I hate to be the one to break it to you, but remote work is not the silver bullet, the end all be all, the like magic mushroom that everyone is like talking about it as. It can be quite detrimental to your career if you want to make the kind of massive growth that we talk about here on Ask Your Work Wife. And that doesn't mean that we all haven't been through some of the worst years of our lives and that that hasn't had interesting perks that came along <laughs> with it. You know sure. what I mean? Like, I, I, again, we get it and we don't know that this will be like how it is forever, but for now, If you're ready to make moves in your career, just know you're going to have to be in office. Got a question for Ask Your Workwife? Record your question and email the recording to help at askyourworkwife.com. Include your name, your city if you want, and whatever context might be useful for us to know. And don't forget to start with, hey, workwives. A lot of creative roles, you're operating on briefs. Yes. And like, I mean, creative is not so much like remote to anywhere, but like big companies should be outsourcing their creative anyway. It's way too expensive to keep you there versus a project by project hourly thing. You should be having an agency. (laughs) I say working at an agency. (laughs) There we are. (laughs) T.